Welcome to another edition of the More Gold Investors Podcast. This is your co-host, none other than Lakeisha Nigera. I thank you for taking time out of your schedule to join us once again as we bring you information that is designed to help you in your real estate investing needs, as well as information to help you in the area of community development. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, we are excited anytime we get the opportunity to come with, come to you and bring goodie bags, good information, and golden opportunities. And today is no different, except we do have a special guest in the house, and I'm super excited about that. We have Shauna Ford with us. How are you, Shauna? I'm good. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good as well. So, you know, it's so funny because we have been making several attempts to get this recording done, and, you know, we're back at it. But, you know, when things happen, just as in the real world, you just have to figure out other ways. So, you know, things might get in your way. Obstacles might be thrown in front of you, but you have to be like a real good driver. You have to be able to turn with the wheel just in case. But the show must go on. So I'm glad that we were able to get our technical difficulties out of the way. And so, Shauna, you know, before I get into a conversation with Shauna, I just wanted to share with you all just some great things um, about who she is. And, you know, this young lady here, she is an expert real estate investor and educator who travels the country teaching, training, and educating real estate students and investors on the most innovative and practical ways to become successful in their business and their attempts to learn more about their potential expansion within real estate markets. This solves Florida wife and mother has mastered the art of strategic planning and has been successful with helping to enrich her clients and students' knowledge of real estate. The master teacher and strategic planning expert has a unique niche that allows her to develop and design customized plans to help her clients maneuver through their day-to-day tasks that comes with maintaining and running a successful real estate business. Now, Shauna's success with her clients comes from her ability to utilize her unique talents in such a way that she is able to help her clients to gain the necessary skills to secure the money bag and increase their potential to produce a steady six-figure or more income through tactical real estate investment strategies. Now, as a top-tier earner while working for a top-earning real estate development company, Shauna was determined to figure out the trick to increasing her income without having to trade her time for dollars and instead create a path where she could spend more quality time with her family while enjoying, enjoying life of a wanderlust. Through intense study, commitment, and pure dedication, Shauna was able to increase her yearly salary, all while taking advantage of opportunities that would position Shauna to use her gifts to create a platform that would produce multiple income streams. 
In Shana's spare time, this author and public speaker enjoys cooking, spending time with her lovely family, and using her skills to provide consulting services and mentorship to those who have an interest in real estate investing. And so here we have Ms. Shauna Ford. Once again, we thank you and we welcome you for being here with the Moore Gold Investors family today. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Excited. Yes, thank you. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm excited, I'm excited. So Yeah, we are excited too. And um, so Shauna, tell us about some of the experience that you had. Well, even before we get into that, you know, as I read your bio, I um, I want you to touch on, because what kind of stood out is how you were already working in the real estate industry, working with a company. And I know just as being a parent as well as a mother, you know, sometimes we can struggle with having the time, enough time, quality time, and <laughs> not just dropping the child off, you know, at cheerleading practice or dropping your son off at basketball practice, but being able to have quality time with our family. I know a lot of um, parents struggle with that. So tell me, when did it just kind of hit you that, you know what, I'm just spending too much time away and I want more quality time that also led to inspiring you to take some kind of action to produce what it is that you needed to secure you and your family and not have to necessarily work too hard trading the time for dollars. Yeah, so um, for the past um, four years, I actually stopped traveling with the last company that I worked for um, a few months ago. So I, I completely, you know, um, detached myself from corporate America and started to pursue my own things full time, which I've always had a couple different avenues of income. But um, the company I worked for before was an investment education company, and I worked in the sales role. So we did have an educational product um, that sold mentorships, that sold tools that someone would need to run a successful real estate business, a uh, real estate investment business, I should say. Um, so I ran one of their sales teams, and any given weekend, I'd be somewhere in the country. Um, there'd be we teach three-day events, so our events would run like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Thursday was a travel day. Monday was a travel day, traveling back home. Tuesday, we typically have three or four um, conference calls. And, I mean, just four years of doing that. So when I really sat out and looked at it, I had one day that I was spending at home. Um, wow. And keep in mind, yeah, yeah, one day, girl. So Wednesday was like my day, and it was just trying to, like, cram in quality time with my husband. I have five daughters, um, two that are in college, one's in high school, one's in middle school, and one's in elementary school. Um, so my middle school daughter, her name is Mia, she actually uh, got onto a color guard team. Uh, and a lot of people don't know what color guard is, but, um, yeah, she got onto a color guard team that required a lot of traveling, a lot of competitions. Um, her team ended up taking first in their division, and I, I missed all of her competitions except for her very last championship competition in Daytona. Um, and when she won, we were celebrating. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was intense. Um, and when she won, we were celebrating. We were out to dinner. And I remember her coach texting me saying, I, I want her to be captain next year. Um, and, and I also remember showing up to the competition and everyone just kind of being like, um, who are you? You know, are you her sister? Are you her aunt? Like, we don't remember seeing you. They thought she lived in a single-parent household because they had never seen me. They always seen my husband. 
So, yeah, that was a... Goodness, yeah. that is, oh, my God, that's something. So that was that moment, like, where you felt, because I'm, I'm sure as I'm listening, I'm like, oh, you know, <laughs> and I'm walking mm-hmm. through it with you showing up, like, getting those looks, like, okay. And that didn't yeah. feel comfortable, I'm sure. How oh, did it that? Was, it was embarrassing. Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I say it was, it was just embarrassing. Like, it was just like, wow, yeah, I've, I've been dropping the ball on mommy duty, you know. Mhm. Now, how did that um did you notice um anything different from your daughter like was she I don't know acting out or was she just requiring openly saying, "Hey mom, I need more time" or you know, "Are you going to be able to make it this time or that time?" How did she respond to that? Well, she was just excited and that's one thing I could say I'm grateful for. Um, my husband has been very present, and my children, they're, they're happy kids. So she never acted out anything like that, but she was just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited, Mom. Like, quit your job. Make sure you're with me being captain. You have to be at all of my things. I want you to help out more. Um, and I have a dance background, so she always – other things she's done in life I've helped out and helped out co-captaining and things like that. In the last mm-hmm. four years, I haven't been able to do that. So she's just like, I want you to help out with dance. You know, next year I'm going to be one of the captains. I want you to help me with this and that. So she was just more excited and then looking me dead in my face like, are you going to, are you going to do it? Like, <laughs> are you going to right, be there next right. year? And I just, I, I gave her, yeah, I normally would be like, I don't know. I got to, I said, yes, I will. I'll be there. And I came home and just started making my plan. So now tell me that because that, that's really, um, I'm sure that that kind of spoke to your heart and then wanting to keep your word. So tell me what that transition was like because did you just – now how long, let me say this, how um, long in advance before you actually decided to, you know, leave the company, how long did it take you from the time you made the decision to the time you actually left? And then what was that transition state? What was that transition like? Well, I decided in January um, that I was going to leave, and I left in April, so in, in mid-April. So it took, it took a little while. Um, I had always had my investing business on the side. It was something I did part-time. And, you know, just it wasn't as consistent as it could have been because of my lack of time at home to really nurture it the way I wanted to. So, um I just started buckling down, like, um, in the evenings when I teach an event, regardless of where I was, um, in the evenings, I'd start cold calling. So I'd literally cold call seven days a week, at least three hours a day, uh, which was something I didn't do before because I'd be like, okay, well, I'm tired. You know, after the event, I just want to go up to my hotel, get on FaceTime with my family, go to sleep. So that shifted. I'm like, every day I have to do something that's going to nurture the business. So I started planting seeds by making sure I was doing my cold calling, um, setting out some direct mail campaigns just really setting a focus on my business and every ounce of spare time that I had. Even that one day on Wednesday that I'd be home, I'd be out driving for dollars. And my goal mm-hmm. was, you know, when I, can, when I can hit a certain amount a month, in one month, I'll be happy, I'll be satisfied, I know I can do it. And when I have, you know, X amount of dollars in the pipeline, which, of course, you're going to have a little bit of fall off, um, and just when I can, when I feel like I know the formula to be consistent with the business, then I'm going to walk away. And then March, yeah. we had a monumental month in our business. So that set me up to walk away in April. 
Awesome. Now, you you said something that I thought was kind of interesting. I'm sure my audience might have caught it or their eyebrow might have went up because when I asked you, you know, how long did it take you with the transition, you said you really kind of thought it was – it came to you in January, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you end up making the full transition in April, if I heard that correctly, right? That's right. Okay, so when you said that, and then you after you followed up by saying, you know, it took a little bit, and I said, took a little bit. <laughs> now, there are people who have been making attempts to transition for ten and twelve years. Okay, there are mm-hmm. people who have been making an attempt to transition now for even longer than that, and then let's say those on the shorter end of the stick. Six years, five years, four years, you know what I'm saying? So um, I think I think my audience would probably agree that that was a very quick turnaround time. <laughs> that's how I see it because from um, January to April, that's what, that's less than six months. That's, I have, that's mm-hmm. like about four or five months, give or take. Mm-hmm. So I think that is awesome. I think it's absolutely amazing. And I just want to, you know, just, hey, that's something to pat your back on, I, you know, because everybody could not have done that. But now I'm sure, because you did m- mention, that you had a really great month in the month of March. And then you also had a number goal that was set. So that also helped too. Can you kind of tell the audience, because it was a few other things that you said, and I'm sure, well, it depends, because some of our audience who listen to this podcast, they don't necessarily know a whole lot about real estate investing. They know a few things. And then we have some, because we um, have done several tours, and, you know, we've shared quite a bit of information. We even did a workshop. I conducted a workshop on um, wholesaling. So, People may not be as familiar when you drop names like, you know, driving for dollars, you know, or cold calling. And we won't even get into that because that could take up another two hours, you know, of time. But what I do want you to touch on, tell us when you say real estate investor, because sometimes people don't really fully understand what that means. Let me ask the, like, ask the question. Are you a real estate agent? I do have a license, yes. Okay. So do you use your real estate um, license in this business, or do is it necessary for you to be a real estate investor? Do you have to have a license to invest in real estate? You do not have to have a license to invest in real estate. Um, I've had my license since I was 18 years old because my grandmother forced me to get it. Okay. <laughs> Wow. She did. She forced me to get it um, because she had a real she had a brokerage um, here. She had a brokerage in Alabama. She done, she had done very well for herself, and she just thought I was too stubborn for college. She didn't think college was going to pan out for me, and it did mm-hmm. not pan out for me. So she was right. But um, <laughs> she's like, "You're going to get this license, and worst case scenario, if anything ever happens, you can come work at one of my brokerages, and I'll mentor you and how to get that." Mm-hmm. So I've always had a license. Um, but you do not need it to invest in real estate, and I have not used my license um, as far as investing in real estate outside of just like, um, you know, pulling comps, looking at MLS to see what certain areas were doing, but I was never listing properties and driving people around. Um, now that I've made that transition to being home full-time, I absolutely use my license. Um, and it's just another tool for me when I go sit in front of a, 
a seller who wants to sell their home, as an investor, I want it at a discount. If it's in immaculate condition and I know this is not my seller that's going to sell at a discount, then I'm going for the listing, um, you know, to list right. the property. But because I do have a – I know how to outsource. That's something I've gotten really, really good at. So I can even still now take listings, and they really don't take up a ton of my time. I outsource everything. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that you, you shared that because um, just being able to break that down, although it might be simple to us because we both are in the real estate world, a lot of people, I know I run into a lot of people who don't actually believe that you can be an investor in the area of real estate without being a real estate agent or that you can do anything really in the area of real estate without being an agent, you know, or a broker. So I'm glad that you um, shared with us that you haven't, you know, especially in the past before you actually came home full time, that you hadn't even really used the license, that you had it since you were 18. Now, I want to speak to that right there because listening to you say that, I think it's extremely important, especially for our listeners who either, A, have um, children who – you kind of know their personality type and what may be good for them and what may not. And understanding that college is not for everyone and that you can still be extremely successful without being in college. I just so happen to be one of those people who I don't really buy into the hype of what, you know, society kind of teaches us are the things that we have to do. Like you have to graduate, you have to go to college, you have to get a bachelor's, you have to get a master's. Well, over the years people have done that and they're still broke hungry, poor, mm -hmm. naked, and outdoors. So it has not worked for the majority of the people. And then those who actually did follow that step, who may have a little success, and I don't even know if they really want to call it success, but those who, you know, followed the straight lines and have gotten, you know, a decent job, they still are caught oftentimes in debt, having to pay back tons and tons and tons of debt. Now, I'm not saying that college is not a good thing nor, or that it doesn't have value. It definitely can have value, but I think it's important to really understand, you know, especially as a parent, you know, the type of child that you have because it helps you to save money down the, you know, long run, and it helps you to be able to make decisions and put things in place that might be helpful. Your grandma definitely was a visionary because for her mm -hmm. to, one, see that, but then also to say, hey, listen, Get this because this is something, a skill set that you possibly can fall back on. How do you think that your grandmother's influence or just being around her knowing that, you know, she had her broker's license, knowing that she had, you know, her own business specifically in real estate, how does that, um, do you think, how did it affect you and the decision that you made to go ahead and make this a part of really what you wanted to do? in your career path? <laughs> well, it's so funny um, that you asked that question. Um, I did not want to get my real estate license. I, I associated it with just all, you know, growing up, my grandmother had rental properties and things, and we'd spend the summers with her. And I could remember her dragging us around to these rental properties every time a tenant would move out or someone would get evicted and us having to, you know, help them clear out the house and clean it up. So it was just tedious for me, and I swore that I would never go into real estate just from those experiences. Um, but mm -hmm. I was also at a, at a point when I turned 18 that I was, um, you know, I thought I knew more than I knew, so I was ready to move out. I've always been kind of headstrong. 
And um, I was ready to move out the house and all that. And my grandma was like, you're going to move out and just go rent an apartment and do what everybody else does. You need to learn about real estate so you can at least start setting yourself up to buy something and be knowledgeable. So she was smart, and she kind of sold me from that angle, too. And then she was like, and then if anything ever happens and you need money, you can always come work for me. <laughs> uh, right. So <laughs> that was her real motive, but she was a very, very smart lady. She actually had a law degree that she didn't use. She just got it by choice um, mm. just because she was always learning. But, yeah, so she sold me on that. Like, so you're, you're going to move out and be stupid, and, you know, you're going to be renting forever, and you're never going to be able to own anything. And so you need to go learn about how to start taking steps towards ownership. And I was like, okay. And she said, and I'll pay for the class for you. And I said, okay, I'll go, you know. And I went, and I got my life. Okay. Now, having children of your own, and I heard you mention that you have two that's in college, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Do they, by any chance, have any type of um, interest in real estate, have you incorporated it into the, uh, the family business? Like how involved or not involved and interested are your own children um, as it relates to your real estate career? And then also, how has, what, what type of influence have you had on them, and how do you see the whole thing with going to college and the benefit that it will, you know, have for, the, your, you know, your children and their future? Okay. Well, my um, my 17-year-old, he's smack dab in the middle. So I have a 21, 19, 17, 13, and 9. Um, my 17-year-old has her own marketing business, and she does marketing for me. So she started doing customized letters for me for our investment business, and I pay her a dollar a letter. And, um, you know, if it was a 1300 um, address campaign, she'd make $1,300. Um, mm. But then she had to pay for postage or what you know the logistical stuff for her business. So she ended up clearing like maybe eight, eight of that after printing and envelopes and postage and all that. So um, people started asking me because they there were these customized letters where if it was like um, whatever the list was, she'd find a picture of the house online. She'd attach a picture of the house at the bottom of the letter. So it was worse, you know. It wasn't just like a letter that you cut and dry and then you just print it and you're done. Each one had a different picture, different address, so she'd have to put in her time and do it. Um, but I was getting really, really good responses from those letters, so other investors started asking me, could she do it for them? Um, so we, in turn, hired a virtual assistant in the Philippines who started doing the letters while she was at school, but um, all he wanted was $100 a week. And he could clear, he could do like 2,000 letters, between, between like 1,800 and 2,000 letters a week is what he could do because mm-hmm. he could do it full time. And so she was making that money and paying him $100 a week. And being my kid, she actually would pay him more or pay him double sometimes because she was just nice. Um, and, yeah, so she was, she was making really, really good money doing that. Um, now she actually handles some of our cold calling for the business. She also does drive for dollars. And she recently came to me because I don't do – I haven't learned probate the way I want to. And she came to me, and she's like, Mom, enroll me in a course. I'm going to learn probate, and I'm going to handle that part of the business. Um, she'll be 18 in a couple months. So she'll, she's like, I'll head up the whole probate department. But um, I would love for my children to go to college because I think there's a transition that you make from being in your parents' house and being a young person. It's just a, it's, I think it's a phase of growth that I missed by not going. Um, 
and accomplishing something and just proving to myself that I could go out and live in a dorm and, and make friends and stuff like that. So from the social aspect, I would love to see them all go to college. Um, I have two that are in college currently. My 17-year-old may or may not go to college. She told me if she gets a basketball scholarship, she'll go. Um, if not, she's just like, I'm just going to help you with the business and help you run this business. So she's the only one that's really taken an interest in the business. Um, my 13-year-old, she had – she hit 10,000 followers on Instagram yesterday morning, and by now she's at 11,000. So she's just very interested in learning, like, um, digital marketing and how to, like, use her social media platform to earn income. So that's more of her route um, that she wants to go, mm-hmm. no, no interest in real estate at all. And then my 9-year-old is just spoiled, so she just kind of watches all us and everybody does what she needs. And I don't, I don't know what she's going <laughs> to I don't know, but I'd love to see her, um, them all go, you know, I'd love to see them all go off, live in a dorm, live on their own, make friends and experience that. That is amazing. Um, I really enjoy hearing um, stories like that because, it, you know, you everyone has a different experience, and oftentimes it's the experiences that we have that kind of, move us into one direction or the other and also help us or, you know, the ty- or show us the way that we might um, influence, you know, our children. And we never know, like, how our children view us until they really, you know, begin to explain and share, you know, what their desires and aspirations are. So to know that your daughter is saying, listen, Mom, when it comes to probate, I got this. Or, hey, you know, let me handle this. I think that is really, you know, amazing. And it's similar to really what your grandmother in turn was attempting to give you. You know, she picked it up on the other end. So now you really have three generations of people who are in real estate, you know, all women, which really leads me perfectly into, you know, the conference that, more Gold Investors is going to be having August the 24th, 2019, here in Chicago, Illinois, because the conference that we're having, the title, first of all, in and of itself, it has significant meaning. You know, the hand that rocks the cradle rocks and rules the world. And I believe that your example, just sharing with us how from your grandmother having the idea to say, listen, this is what I want to do with my life. It's making good money. And then to want to pass that on to you, your grandmother was rocking the cradle, meaning that she was the person who was responsible for being an influence. When you think about a woman's hand or when you think about even just the words, the hand that rocks the cradle, I envision a woman's hand or whoever's hand, but in this case, the woman, because the mother is the first teacher. The woman, she's usually, if she has children, she's the first nurse, she's the first doctor. You know, she's the first everything. (laughs) And when you think about her having her hand on the cradle, the cradle doesn't physically just mean that physical cradle, but it is a representation of the life of that person, that individual who's in the cradle. Usually it's a child. So Mm -hmm. in what the title really means is that we have the power to influence anyone who's at our listening ear. We have the power to encourage, to inspire, to motivate, to empower those who 
either look up to us or those who we are responsible for caring and taking care of or, you know, those who we are responsible for being, you know, their provider in whatever way that is. And most of the time it is the woman because most families, not all, but most families, you know, it's usually the mother that's the person who is in that position where she's taking on the responsibility to rear the children. Not to say that the father is not there, and I know there are different types of families, but many structures are set up that way. And I'm not saying that one is wrong or one is right, but because of that, we as women, we have significant influence over not just the children in our house, not just our family members, but really the entire world because many ideas come from us. So when I came up with the title, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, Rocks and Rules the World, it is the influence and the power of the woman that is extremely strong. And if those who really are wise would submit at least to be able to hear from her voice, all of the thunder, all of the, the grace, all of the beauty, all of the wisdom that would come from her lips, then in truth, you, whoever that person is, definitely is blessed. Because now, you know, when the woman comes in the room, now we're getting ready to do something here. This is why even when you talked about cold calling, which, you know, again, we're not going to get into all of that, but I, I will say to the audience, if, in fact, you are interested in finding out more if this is your first time listening, if you're not really familiar with some of the terminology that we use, you know, such as driving for dollars, such as cold calling, I would encourage you to go back to the More Gold Investors podcast or, more, better yet, go back to our, our Facebook page, and there is a video where we went over those things. There's a part one and part two, and I think it's also on our YouTube channel. But, you know, when you mention cold calling, I have, um, in cold calling, basically, you know, picking up the phone and cold calling, you know, people, you know, based on a list that you have of those individuals who you may be interested in purchasing their house, and that's just in short. When you, what I have heard just in some of my research and just listening to others who are in the same business, usually women who cold call have a higher success rate than men. Have you heard oh, the same thing or have you experienced the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> I have heard the same thing, and it does not surprise me at all. Um, mm-hmm. It really doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, so you said it doesn't surprise you, and that's, you know, basically because I'm sure. You know, we, we know the influence that we can actually have, and it's a positive influence, hopefully, in most cases. It can be negative as well, but we want to definitely use it for positive. And yeah. so, um, and you know, what I was saying earlier, just even about the title, that in and of itself is powerful. The fact that the event happens to be, it didn't necessarily, you know, it, it ended up that all the for the most part, most of the people that are speaking are women. Now, the conference, let me just remind or just tell you all, it's not only for women, it's for anyone who wants to come, women and men alike, who are entrepreneurs, who are in, aspiring entrepreneurs, who have been, you know, a business owner for a while or just started out as a business owner. But we want, def, we want to definitely 
be able to inspire and empower and give you all the tools that you need to be successful in your business. And that's really the whole point of the conference. But also, we really want to highlight women who are rocking and ruling the world. You know, the theme is that she's bold enough, she's brave enough, she's bad enough to break all barriers. So all the women that's going to be here at the conference, August 24, 2019, they are bold women who are breaking barriers, and oftentimes in male-dominated industries. And that's a whole nother something. You know, that's a whole nother conversation. So we are excited because Donna is one of those women who are breaking barriers. And this makes it even extra special that we would have this conversation. And, it, you know, it just everything just kind of is coming together because all the women that are coming on board, they have a different story to tell. They're from different backgrounds, you know, different types of businesses because we wanted it, Aja and myself, we wanted it to, you know, be, be very well-rounded. You know, because it's people who who are out here who have different ideas and, you know, having someone that they could hear tell their story and then also having someone that perhaps they could call, you know, maybe because they have a coaching session and who can also inspire them to grow their business. So, Shauna, I already know because we've talked on and offline you know, I know that you're just excited as I am <laughs> to yes, come. I am. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so in closing, because I know we have um, – is there so much to, that can be shared, you know, um, as we talk, because you've done a lot and, you know, you are still doing a lot. Tell me just in closing something that you want the audience to know, something that um, – whether it's something that you're going to touch on when you come to Chicago for this conference, but whatever it is that you really want to share with the audience um, and just kind of, you know, uh, give them as just a little nugget, you know, before you make it all the way. Now, you're in Tampa, Florida, correct? Yes. Yes, so you're in Tampa, and I'm not sure exactly how many miles that is because we have people coming from Florida. We got some folks coming from Canada. We have some folks coming from Alabama and Colorado, Indiana. So, you know, uh, Shauna's coming from Florida. Um, Tell us all the way from Florida something that you want to share here with the listening audience. you know, about what you will be sharing or really whatever you like to that's related. Yeah, I think um, one thing that I've realized, and since being home, I've helped my sister-in-law start a resume writing um, service. Um, She's been working from home for seven years. I've helped someone start a skip tracing company. I've helped because I just have this business mind. And so one thing I'll say is, like, most people that I sit down with that are working a nine-to-five and may not, you know, be living exactly the life that they, they want to, they have a superpower. We all have a superpower. And yes. it's our responsibility to, like, sit down, have people around us that are going to help us tap into that, um, help us figure out how that superpower can play towards us pursuing our freedom in life, whether it makes you an extra $200 a month whether you don't make any money from it in the beginning, but, you know, people start hearing about you because you're helping and you're serving on a higher level outside of just doing something for yourself. And we all have something in us that could push us to that next level 
or help us thrive. And I think a lot of people either, it's hard to see it for yourself because someone had to tell me what mine was, truth be told, um, and now mm-hmm. I know what it is. And even my sister-in-law, you know, we sat down and she's just like, you know, I just need extra money, I need this. And I'm like, you work from home. You always work from home. I'm like, do you know how many people want to work from home? She's like, really? I'm like, yes. I'm like, you have a skill. You know how to identify a job based off someone's skills. Get a resume for them together. Help them identify what's legit, what's not legit. What's a real remote job? What type of keywords to put in to do this search? This is stuff that's taking you years to learn. You can start a service that does this for people and writes resumes and help pair people based off their current experience with remote, legit jobs that have similar benefits to brick and mortar, you know, jobs. And she is, like, doing that, and she's just so excited. And every time someone reaches out to her to write a resume, she's making $79. So even if she does 10 of those, that's an extra $709 a month for her family. And over five months, six months, that that can pay for an additional family vacation or something that she maybe has not been able to do in the past. So we all have a superpower, whether you know what it is or not. And um, I think everyone should really start tapping into what do I know how to do? What what does my life experience make me good at? Um, because there are people in this world that can learn from you, and you can really serve out at a higher level than you are now. So um, that's that's what it is. Like, wow, that you know that is such great stuff. I mean, you are absolutely right when you say all of us have a superpower. It's just a matter of, you know, figuring out what it is and then going for it, just going for it, you know, stepping out on faith. And in truth, when you think about it, I know for me, most of the business owners that I've talked to, you know, if if the business wasn't handed down to them like a family business, it took them to step out there. It took them to come away from something else. It took them, you know, it wasn't necessarily always an easy thing to do, but it was definitely something that required, you know, a little gumption. And that may Mm -hmm. not always be easy in and of itself. Sometimes we have to build up to that. And that's why when you said earlier that it took you from January to April, I'm like, listen, <laughs> there are people that take far longer. Are you kidding me? Because you're like, oh, you know, from January 8th, it took a little while. And I'm like, a little while. Child, that is yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Shauna, this has been really a wonderful um, fireside chat. We thank you so much here again at Morgo Investors. And, you know, for our listening audience, um, we encourage you to share this podcast with others that you might know who could benefit, you know, from what this sport shared with us today. There were some really great jewels that were dropped, and maybe that person is you. Maybe you got something out of it. And if that's the case, make sure you let us know. Give us some feedback. And what we really want you to do, we want you, because you absolutely have to be here. There is no way especially if you're in any of the neighboring cities, whether that be Detroit or Michigan, anywhere in Michigan. We do have somebody coming from Kalamazoo for sure. But if that's um, Indiana, if it's Michigan, you know, if it's the Wisconsin or, you know, Iowa, we don't care where you are. But this information that's going to be shared here at this conference is for you. If you're listening, that means the information that's going to be at this conference is either for you or for somebody that you know. So ask yourself the question, who can I 
you know, buy a ticket for. Let me get a ticket for myself and my business, Bestie, because we already know it's going to be some jewels. Ms. Shauna has already shared with you some stuff. So if you think she just shared that out of her pocket, what else do you think that she has in that money bag that she's going to be sharing? Golden nuggets for sure. And so we thank you once again for joining us on another episode of the More Gold Investors podcast. Don't forget to like and share. And also, don't forget, so go to the hand that rocks the cradle, rocks and rules the world, either our Facebook page or our Eventbrite page, and go ahead and purchase your tickets. For a short while, we will be having the tickets just for the special price of $119, and then, you know, they'll go back to the regular price of $159. And even with that, I mean, that is definitely a steal. Thank you kindly for listening, and we look forward to joining you next time. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings.